Welcome to Dark Horse Matters, the show about people, their passion, and their pursuit toward happiness. I'm your host, Bev Matayoshi, and my passion is people and their passions. I love talking to people about their drives and their mission in life. I truly believe that everybody deserves to live a purpose-filled life, and it's the gateway to ultimate and true happiness. So with that being said, like, uh, Previously, I have interviewed a man on the show by the name Dr. Richard Downs. He is just a passionate and crusader and pioneer of a man. I, I respect this man so much. And he, come to find out, we have people in common <laughs> in the dental wor world. And um, if you scroll down the episodes even further, I had previously interviewed a man named John Harris, who uh, inspires me as well. And they work for the same company called fortune management so you guys have all heard before the value that i have gotten from this company and and what i have learned has just impacted my life in such positive and profound ways so today's guest i cannot wait to share with you because he impacted me a lot in what i have learned in my career and it's helped me in my personal life and i just can't wait to pick his brain on this show so he can provide that value for you as well. So if you are a returning viewer of the show, thank you so much for the support. And if you're new to the show, don't forget to like and subscribe and hit that bell so you can be notified every time I post a new video because every guest I have on this show has a crusade story that I just can't wait to share with you guys because it's so inspiring. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Dr. Paul Bass ah, of Fortune thank you, Management. Thank you, thank you. That's great. I, the little tambourine, I love that. That's fantastic. <laughs> so, greetings nice. to all your viewers and Beth. Thank you for the opportunity to uh, be interviewed and be a part of the wonderful work that you're doing. So, here I am, fire away. Yes, you know, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy, busy schedule to talk to the audience today and talk to me, because um, I just, you know, I'm so privileged to have been coached by you in the past, like, it's just made such a huge impact. And um, I feel like people like you and Dr. Downs, like you guys just, you know, you guys vibrate on a different frequency than most people like you're you're big thinkers and i love surrounding myself with people like that because it just helps me you know my brain try to work in that same same level in that same way and it's very inspiring so thank you so much i appreciate you well, you're more than welcome thank you for the opportunity and dr downs while you're touching on dr downs he is an amazing human being i call him professor he's the professor he, he knows really all is. the science behind everything that we do. And uh, I've been affiliated with and connected with Dr. Downs since the mid 80s. So it's been a long time. I coached his office for, for a long time. He's now sold his practice and he's, he's no longer practicing. But he's, uh, he's a true friend. He's a, an amazing force in dentistry. Um, actually, at one point, I think he was, like I'm sure he was the president of the Academy of General Dentistry from the state of Iowa. So he's a great guy. Yes, very intelligent person. And um, I just want to touch on the fact that you are the co-founder of Fortune Management. I, I just want, before we actually get into that, actually, let's kind of just go and give a background. So can you can you tell the audience like where you're from? Where are you from and where did you grow up? Well, I grew up in East Tennessee, um, a town that I've lived in throughout junior high and high school was Oak Ridge, Tennessee, the atomic city, where a lot of the work was done for uh, the creation of the atomic bomb. People have mixed emotions about, but you know, it, it stopped a war, in my opinion, for sure. That's always a good thing if you figure out how to stop a war. Uh, growing up in Oak Ridge was really unique because Oak Ridge, uh, and this is not known by many people, but it was a small community. The name of the community was Wheat, like 500 people living there. And they selected this site because it was between the Smoky Mountains and the Cumberland Plateau. And the belief was that if, uh, if any enemy aircraft were trying to, you know, destroy this place, you're going to have a hard time finding it because it's fly right over it and then, you know, it's gone and you're blocked by mountains on the sides. 
So what was really unique about it, though, is that small community is where they chose to build these nuclear plants. And uh, the population went from about 500 to a little over 100,000 in mock in speed. They built these facilities and the people they brought in were mostly people, engineers, you know, from the Big Ten schools, the uh, Ivy League schools. And so what made it a really unique city, it still is to some extent, um, is that it's in the middle of Tennessee, right? It's a southern state. But yet, the, most of my friends growing up in high school were from the north. And we didn't really think about north, south, whatever. But my wife often teases me now. And Judy says, you know, you really are not a southern boy. And I said, well, I'm a very much a southern boy. I just have a lot of northern friends. That was their <laughs> roots. But they're, they're southerners now, too, because they live in Oak Ridge. It was a great place to grow up. Very unique place. Wow. I, you know, I've still have not been to Tennessee. I live in Atlanta, Georgia now when Tennessee is not that far from here. I definitely, it's on the list for me to go and just explore out there and, and to see. Well, by when are you going to do that? By when? Oh, <laughs> maybe a little bit after COVID kind of dies down. Oh, after bit. COVID? Okay. Yeah, right. um, well, I don't know, maybe in a year or two, uh, I'll go ahead and venture right. out. Well, put it, put it on your goals list. Yes, yes. Right. Sure. You just made publicly, so now you got to stick to it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is a question I like to ask all the dentists. I've been in dentistry uh, almost my whole life. And my first job ever when I was 15 was at a dental office and I literally got the job while I was laying down in the chair getting in my exam. <laughs> That's yeah. impressive. Yeah, that's how I got my foot in the door in the field of dentistry. But um, every time I encounter a dentist, I love asking this question because I'm so intrigued that the answers are so random and um, just very uh, intriguing to me. So why, out of all the career paths you could have chosen, why did you choose to be a dentist? Well, you and your listeners will probably think this is a, a little bit... Um, a little bit, uh, it's an interesting answer, okay? It's not deep, it's not thought out. When I grew up in Oak Ridge, I, we lived on a corner and there was a lane that came in. And so there was a house right behind ours that faced the lane. That house was owned by a dentist and his family. And the driveway was on our side of the house. They didn't have an inside garage or didn't use it. I don't recall there was one, but he would come home from work, park his car right there. I look out the window every time, and what I always see is a brand new Cadillac. And I thought that was like the picture of success, right? <laughs> My parents did not have a great deal of money. They worked extremely hard. Uh, very, very just incredible uh, parents. I was blessed to have them. But it was just the superficial, I suppose, impression on my part. That, oh, well, to make a lot of money, you need to be a dentist. And quite frankly, that's exactly where it started for me. Wow. Okay. I mean, that, you know, it's, it's just funny how, you know, when people get exposed to what kind of just inspires them, it's just a right. different story every single time. But um, so you, as a dentist, you're very successful in your practice. So while you're, you know, doing that part of your, your life and your career, like what inspired you? Like what led to co-founding fortune management? Like, um, what part of your career did that, you know, manifest? Well, as a matter of fact, uh, I, I was like all dentists coming through. And, and sadly, it's still this way in most dental schools. We had great professional training, but we had absolutely zero business training. I didn't know how to grow a practice. I didn't know how to interact with patients in such a way that they uh, were speaking to their values and they saw the need to have their values met by accepting certain certain treatment, we just did dentistry, right? And although my practice was always in the top 10% in the country, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. But what I did notice was at the end of the month, there was typically month left at the end of the money. <laughs> and so uh, even though the numbers were high, the overhead was high. And as a result, I, I knew I needed some help, but I didn't know where to go for it. And then all of a sudden I get a call from the late Dr. Ken Keller, who passed away recently in Nashville, one of my dear, dear friends, he had joined a company called Quest, Quest Seminars International. And he was one of the national uh, 
national seminar leaders going all over the U.S. and Canada delivering seminars. There were like four or five national seminar leaders at that point in time. Ken called me. He said, hey, I need you. I've gone through a course and I'd like to I'd like to get you into it because you're perfect for it. And it will, it will just make a huge difference in your life. So I want to invite you to a seminar. I said, oh, great. What courses are we going to play? So I'm thinking, take the golf clubs, right? Well, it's not a golf club. <laughs> it's not a golfing experience, but I'm telling you, it's, it's just it's extremely powerful. So you'll find this very interesting. In fact, your, your listeners who are dentists will find this very interesting as well. So I went to my very first Quest seminar, Dallas, Texas. At that point in time, you didn't even bring your staff. You're going to find this hard to believe, Biff. It was just me and my spouse in there for three days. Now, this is in April of 1982. By June of 1982, my practice had doubled. Wow. Most people, I mean, how outlandish is that? I was in the top 10% in the country that doubled in 60 days. I'm like, wow, they've got my attention now. Well, by June, we were, you know, doing twice the amount of productivity patients, you know, services delivered. By December, it doubled again. They really had my attention. And so uh, kind of interesting, we, we decided as a team that we were going to, we were taking our courses. They were all over. You know, there was one in Atlanta. We had four sessions, one in Atlanta, one in Reno, one in Dallas. It was in Dallas. Um, we had another one in Phoenix. That was the four cities we went to. It was not regionalized at that point. I to, when I go to the second, third, fourth sessions, I had to fly my entire team there. Yeah, that cost a lot of money. The growth was just by far, in a way, exceeded uh, any costs that we uh, incurred in actually taking that. That course changed my life. It changed many dentists' life. Um, I, wow. I can't even begin to tell you the difference it made. And it was all about how you think. Of course, there were, there were specific systems that we were taught, for example, scheduling, how to do it effectively. But more than anything else, it was just getting your head screwed off. Right. It was just amazing. And to think that I came back from that seminar, my staff didn't go. But just what I shared with them in staff meetings and the practice doubles in 60 days. I, I, That's incredible. I it, is, it is truly incredible. So and it just goes to show how powerful the human mind is. Yes. I mean, it can make or break you, you know, yes. like it's that simple and um, complicating at the same time because you have to be really intentional about your thoughts yes. Yes. and it can just make a huge impact in not only your life, but everyone surrounding you. It's just incredible. Yes. Sure. So um, how, after your um, education and you know, your success through this program, how did you, cause I understand that you co-founded this company with none but other, but the famous Tony Robbins. How how did you? And there were actually it? there were actually a couple other people as well. But yes. yes, Tony's one of the co-founders. Yes. But how did you how did you meet them? How did these make co-founders of this company come together? These big thinking minds. Well, two of the other co-founders besides Tony are Dr. Gary McLeod. He, in fact, was one of the co-founders of Quest. Wow. So it was a there was an evolution whereby. And I'll tell you how that happened momentarily, but there was an evolution whereby Fortune, whereby uh, Quest simply became Fortune Management. We formed a partnership with Tony Robbins. But how that happened, by the way, the other co-founder uh, is a lady by the name of uh, Renee Schubert. She and Gary were both living in Reno, Nevada at that point. And we had other people who helped with all of this, but as far as the specific founders, that, those are the four co-founders of management. How did I meet Tony is a whole different story, uh, but, it's a, but it's a cool story. Um, it was probably 1987. I'd been in the Quest organization about five years. I actually, by that point in time, I was chairman of the board for Quest. I was flying around doing seminars and still practicing. I had no life, but it, you know, I practiced <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, sometimes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then I'm gone Friday, Saturday, and I'm back in, you know. Uh, that again, practice in dentistry, but I, it was important that I that it was not just some theoretical way to make practice work. I had no choice but to make the practice work. So I think it was probably around 1987 that my roommate from college, from the fraternity house in Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, 
Jim Hennig gave me a book. This is a gift. He was down for one of our reunions. He gave me this book. And I looked at it. The name of the book was Unlimited Power, Anthony Robbins. And I, it was a hard, it was a hard cover. You know, the, the, the hardback books have this paper cover around them, right? So I flipped it to the backside. I saw a picture of this 25-year-old Tony Robbins walking on fire down Fifth Avenue in New York. And I'm like, what is this all about? <laughs> so I, but I just, you know, I just turned it over. I set it on my, on my, my, uh, my bedside table and it just sat there. I've been embarrassed to say probably sat there for two or three months. And then finally, and every, every week or so I pick it up and look at that again. I say, I mean, I, I took, you know, physiology and, 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 uh, in dental school, you know, all the basic sciences, medical school and dental school is all the same same instructor typically. And so I knew that tissue on, you know, hot coals that are anywhere between 1500 and 1800 degrees burns tissue. How is it that he does that? He doesn't get burned. Well, that's a whole, that's a whole different chapter. But the point is, I realized when I'm just thinking about this, person, who in the world is he? He knows something I don't know. And I want to know what that is. So I called Robbins Research International and I asked them to send me a, a copy of his uh, schedule for the next 12 months. Like where the city's gonna be doing the seminars. Every single day for the next 12 months on his schedule was a day that he was delivering seminars. I would have flown anywhere. I was really fascinated and intrigued by this guy's, you know, work he was doing. And so um, the bottom line is every single seminar he had scheduled I had a conflict because I was also doing a seminar on those days. So I called them back and I said, you know, I, I'm just curious. I don't have a match on the schedule. Is there any way he could come and do a seminar for me? And they said, sure, he'd be happy to, to do that. So I actually set up a seminar in Atlanta, brought in about 50 of my doctors who I was in a coaching relationship with. Tony's whole team came in and they delivered, uh, they delivered, the uh, UPW Unlimited Power Weekend, and it was truly, truly amazing. The people who's, you know, who were in that room, and it was mostly doctors and their spouses. They're all, all their lives transformed right there. And the bottom line is, it's a there's so much to his work. I would just tell your readers or your listeners rather, pick up the book Unlimited. Just start right there. He has other bestsellers, but that's a that's a place to start. Wow. Um, that While we were there, well, let's talk about purpose, okay? And by the way, I, I don't think claim credit for this conversation I'm going to tell you about. I think it was divine, you know, divinely driven. I, I know that I'm divinely driven. You know, God got this done. The second day, I mean, it started on a Friday evening. Saturday, I've, I've met this guy. I picked him up at the airport. I've, I've known him for a couple hours in the evening that on Friday, I got up there about two o'clock in the morning. Firewalk is the first. first so then uh, on Saturday, you know, we're in seminar for the only Saturday, all day Sunday. Great material. And so I asked Tony and, and his wife if they'd like to go to lunch. And we were at the Atlanta Perimeter Center Marriott. And right there's the Perimeter Center Mall right across the way. So we just got in my car. So let's just go over here. To, I think it was Houston's or Friday's or whatever. So we're going to go over and we're going to have lunch. We're pulling out of the parking lot of the, the Marriott Perimeter Center. And this just was like, this just came flowing out of my mouth. I, and I've already told you where it came from. It was not, I did not think about this. I said, Tony, what's the purpose of your organization? And he said, to bring us greatest, the greatest transformation, the largest number of people in the shortest period of time. And I'm just rattle it off. Like, okay, this guy's driven. Then the next question. Would it further the fulfillment of your purpose and your vision to have a branch in health? And how does anybody say no to that? Right. He didn't say, oh, yeah, I'd love to do that. I don't recall his specific response, but we at that moment began immediately taking the steps that would take Quest Ventures uh, Incorporated and Robbins Ventures Incorporated and merge into a partnership and we we talked about all kinds of different names and uh, Tony's wife actually suggested one name we were at a meeting in Hawaii 
And uh, she said, well, how about fortune? It might be a really great, you know, program for people who would like to have one. Uh, kind of resonated with us. And so we said, all right, let's call it fortune management. So here we are. But that's how it all started. And, um, you know, it, I look back and it seems like two weeks ago, but it, that was actually 30, almost 33 years ago that we co-founded Fortune Management. But it was an, it was an evolutionary thing. We, we brought all the Quest Seminars technology with us and added to it Tony's technology, and it was just two powerful, um, just very powerful forces coming together. That is so exciting to hear. Yeah, it was very exciting. It's very exciting every time I tell it. Yes, and what I love is your conviction that you got together with Tony and you were able to just ask without fear, you know, like that that's powerful in itself. You know, you just kind of tell him what you're thinking. And like you said, how can he say no to that? <laughs> just amazing. Amazing. So well, asking questions is a key. I wasn't telling him things. Yes. I was asking him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Those two powerful. questions. Very really powerful. Nice to deal. So um during that time in the beginning of fortune management like what if you were to verbalize exactly what you're passionate about then like what was this driving force in you like what if you had to verbalize what it what yeah. it is well it was twofold the the driving force within me was i love helping people you know i mean i told you that my initial reason to go to dental school was i thought it'd be a great way to make money because money had a bit of scarcity in our lives i mean we weren't poor but we there was never extra money left right? so uh, uh initially it was just hey i'd like to make money someday but it rapidly morphed into when i got into dentistry serving people and, tr and treating people the way they deserve to be treated so you know that that just makes all the difference. Um, please take me back to the question you just asked because I kind of got off the track. With that. No, that that's, you answered it just perfectly. I was just said if you were to verbalize what you're passionate about, and that's what it is, serving people. Well, I was passionate about the difference it made and how quickly lightning-like speed that people are able to totally transform the dental practice. And that, that always has juiced me. It juices me to today. When actually now, as you know, out medicine. I, I actually stepped up at the company meeting about a year and a half ago and said, okay, I'm going to take on sourcing the medical division of management. And so you may or may not get that. That's how it all started. Wow. Incredible. So um, I have the privilege of experiencing fortune management's teaching multiple times in my life. I you know, it was in my early 20s. I experienced working at an office that was going through it. And um, I was coached by Bernie. Um, just an incredible um, experience. I was so young at the time and, you know, just a deer in the headlights kind of with everything, you know, drinking everything through the fire hose, you know, of yeah. information. But I mean, I didn't, um, you know, that didn't continue throughout my career as a dental assistant. So when you don't, you're not exposed to something over and over again, you tend to kind of just go back to your old ways of thinking, right. you know, but I was fortunate enough to get exposed to fortune management again in the office that I work at now. And it has just been so transformational, um, just watching the doctor, um, you, know, you know, go from the, the person he was into the leader he is today, just amazing transformation to see and the staff as well. And the, the office is just growing. And it's just a really exciting experience. When I um, first applied for the position at this um, job in uh, Lilburn, Georgia, I wrote on the top of my resume, um, like, I want to be a part of an office that is in the growth phase. I want to see that process of an office growing. And that, that was what I was passionate about in starting um, my career in dental hygiene in atlanta i wanted to make sure i was a part of something like that and That's I, yeah and i've tempted so many offices i've worked in three different states and i've worked for many different dentists and everybody always said that they wanted that but you know when it comes to actually putting their you know money where their mouth is you know like it, it you don't 
it, it, I didn't see it happening, you know, but in this experience, I've seen it and it's just been so powerful. So I really thank you. I feel so lucky that I was able to be coached directly by you. Like that is just. Well, go back to the beginning. You were first coached by Bernie. I just want to say something. Bernie has been our CEO for a number of years and he has made such a difference out there doing seminars and coaching just the same way the rest of us are, but simultaneously, I'm on the board of directors. He is our CEO. And we now have like 120, 125 coaches, executive level coaches all across North America. And uh, he deserves a ton of credit because it's been his vision, how he went about building that type of network. So uh, you, you started out with a fabulous coach, a visionary man. Uh, Gary McLeod was a very visionary man. So you, roots started right where they needed to right yes yes so um i you know um i just wanted to talk about how you inspired me in my journey specifically because uh, i remember going to the wealth mastery training university when we were i was being coached by john harris and um i just remember just being so inspired after that that two-day seminar that we went to and um it, it kind of just inspired a, a new chapter in my life and during the pandemic um you know when i had the two months you know just to stay home and kind of really reflect on my life you know what what next you know i wanted to think right. uh, you know i i love being a dental hygienist i just love it but you know can i do this until i'm you know old like do i want to do this you know full time until i'm in my you know time to retire you know i i was like thinking about what what else can i increase this whole purpose-filled life of mine and i just you know when i when i looked at it you know i've been kind of behind on saving for my retirement i just been inspired you know to really take a look at my finances and um i had the privilege of, of you know starting my own business in uh, financial services uh, and that kind of just added to my education. I even went through the program with Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University, which was an incredible experience as well. But when I saw you teach that seminar with Wealth, Wealth Mastery, um, I remember you introducing me to that concept of compounding interest um, during that seminar. And I am not a mathematical person. I'm more of a artistic and conceptual person. So I was like, Ooh, this is interesting, but I still kind of just didn't really quite understand. Um, but when I started this, um, side gig, you know, with financial services, I really, really understood, you know, that just, it, it was simplified in a way of, um, understanding the power of just saving money and people are just right. so conditioned in their life to really go the opposite way, spend money before <laughs> you, you save, oh, yeah. you know? So absolutely. But I just remember what what really I took away from that seminar that you spoke at was this one exercise that you gave us was um you you made us write down and just really dig dig deep into what your dreams are. And I was just it was just mind-blowing to hear people share because most people in the room couldn't even do it like they could not dream they didn't allow themselves to dream they're like oh i don't need all this stuff you know or like i don't i'm a simple person those are the excuses to not think big you know and it just kind of blew my mind i sat there and i was just like if there were no limits what would i dream you know and i just found that to be so powerful and i remember what i came up with I was thinking, you know, someday I want to have such abundance of wealth if I could have that um, to the point where what you want is not about flaunting your things that you can buy and afford. It's, it's right. about having so much wealth that you can give freely to others, you know, and I was just thinking about what the charities that I could create that could help people you know, if you had that kind of abundance. And I just found that so powerful. Thank you so much for that. Well, you're more than welcome. I want to mention something to you about geometric compounding. You may not know this, I think you've heard it. Um, near Einstein's death, one of the things that Einstein said, excuse me, 
near his death was I, I don't think I even at this point can truly comprehend the power of geometric concrete. It's amazing what happens. Invest money wisely. You start out with a small amount. We all start with a small amount, right? But over time, it's amazing what happens. So geometric compounding is an issue. It makes a huge difference for people to stop. By the way, that question you ask, I, I would call that a, a power question. The question you basically asked was, and I'm going to paraphrase, if there were no limits, if anything were possible, what would be on my drawing board today? And most people don't think that way. Most people are just stuck in the moment, you know, get the kids to school, come back, go to work, come back, get the, you know, get put meal together, yada, 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 put them, you know, give them baths, put them to bed, yada, 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 and then I'm exhausted, right? Well, we have to stop sometimes and just, just think and look forward and think, if I could accomplish anything in my life, what would it be? Because if I don't decide what it's going to be, it is not going to happen. True? True. So you gotta, you gotta stop for a moment and, and do that. And everything is, uh, you know, our company teaches a thing called Kanai, which you're well aware of, capital C, capital A, capital N, capital I for your, your viewers. And that basically stands for constant and never ending improvement. How do you get from where you are to wealthy? How do you get from where you are to co-founding a company like Fortune? How do you get there is one step at a time. How do you run a marathon? You just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And most people just don't realize what they're truly capable of. Exactly. You have to stop and think get a little bit. There's enough vision to dream something, right? In any of the areas of life that are important. You know, your health, you know, your relationship. What do you see as possible? And there's absolutely a way to do it all. You need to become a student of how to get results. Right. And, you know, just, you know, the thought, that whole concept of compounding interest with money, right. it's the same with your efforts toward your goals. You know, like you push that boulder up the, the mountain, you know, if you stop right. and get distracted, you're going to have to start all over again. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's very powerful. And, and like you were talking about earlier, it's all mindset and just understanding how capable everyone is. And, and it's all in your mind, you know, if you can just, you know, prep, you know, you have to exercise it like a muscle. <laughs> That's exactly right. And people often ask me, well, how do I start? Where, where do I start? Well, you start where you are. I had a conversation with a, with a, a, a young man who does some work for me out, outside around our home. Just yesterday, when I gave him this check, I told him, I asked him, and he's, he knows me well enough to know that he can trust what I'm telling him. I asked him, do you have a Roth IRA? And he said, well, I've, I've heard of it. My dad's mentioned it a couple of times. I said, so I just went through every time you get a check. Here's what I do when I get paid. 10% goes to the church. And any charities can, you can donate to as well, obviously. Um, I make certain that I tithe consistently. And 10% goes into your future. Put it in a Roth IRA and live on the other 80%. If we can't live on 80% of the personal revenue that we have coming in, then we're living above our means. So mm -hmm. all we have to do is increase our means or cut back on the expenses. Balance right. that out. And it, right. uh, it, it truly works. Very, very powerful. And it sounds so simple when you say it like that, but, but we're, I don't know. I just feel like we're conditioned in our lives to, you know, just instant yes. gratification, you know, like, right. yeah. <laughs> but, um, one of the things that I really took away from the program, and I don't even know if we're allowed to share this, but I hope that you are uh, allowed to just enlighten the audience a little bit about this was, um, one of the things that I took away was the five life masteries. Um, right. can you elaborate a little bit on that, on what those things are? And is there six now? I feel like it started. There, at there are six. Okay. There are six. Yeah. The sixth one is career slash purpose. Oh, okay. Okay. And really when we're leading our purpose, then our career should match up with that. So in other words, if someone is in a specific quote unquote job, and that has nothing to do with what their real passion is. They need to start thinking about how to transition into, as you did, into a profession where they're able to fully self-actualize their potential. 
Right. The, how the, how the, relevant is that to this show? Because that's what the show is about. But can you enlighten the the audience of what those masteries are? And it, it just made such huge sense to me that right. can uh, you know just be aware of each of these categories yes. and focus intentionally on being better in each yes. one. It just makes a huge difference yes. in minimizing the drama and stress in your life. And it just leads to, you know, peace and happiness, which is all what we are striving toward achieving. Right. Exactly. Well, so first of all, um, as far as I'm concerned, one of the key place to start, master our emotions. Find a way to ask yourself questions like, what's great about me? There's a challenge. What's great about it? Well, it'll make me grow. Well, I'll probably do things I didn't know previously. I mean, we have to, first of all, understand that everything that happens in our life serves us. It, 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 all, it, it all works toward good, and it serves us. So we have to learn, first of all, how to master our own emotions. Uh, secondly, uh, mastering our relationship. You'll find as I'm going through these that how we master our own emotions affects all the other ones, right? So how about relationship? How about how can we master our relationship? There are tons of technologies that we teach, and you can find it lots of places on how to make your relationships stronger. How about mastering your physical body? So most people, you know, all you have to do is go, you know, sit at a mall and just watch a miracle walk by, and it's appalling the, the level of health that the average American has. But that, that's a choice. It's all a choice. You may not know this. I have I have personally made a declaration in June about five years ago that I was going to do minimum 30 minutes aerobics every single day, no matter what. And I'm uh, I'm working on the fifth year right now, 1500 and like I don't know, 15 or 20 days I am. And it doesn't matter if I'm on the road and it requires that I get up at four o'clock in the morning to get that done, to get cleaned up and ready for the seminar get my bags packed because they're going to be taking me from the seminar to the airport. You know, I've got to figure out what time the wake up call is, but guys, this is not the dress rehearsal for any of these things. And if you don't have your health, where does the energy come from to climb the hill of success? Yeah. Well, health is what yes. Health is another one. The, uh, the one that you had mentioned that, uh, you, you, you weren't sure on number six It's career path, right? There's also mastering your finances. So it, there's all, all these areas are critically important, and we just need to focus on what do we want. If a person is already, a, you know, just, you know, they, they're great in controlling their emotions, they're a transformed being, and they, you know, they're, they, it's not a big challenge, they still should take a look at that. And how can I even make it better? Because, again, can I is one step at a time. Doesn't matter where you are. There's a next level that you just haven't been, been to yet. That's true for all. Right, and spirituality is is another one. Oh, absolutely. Well, spirituality. I've always said it, it really does not belong in the, in the sticks. It's actually the overriding one. That that's not maybe how you got five. Because I, when I'm teaching this, I'll usually say spirituality is where did you come? From? How did you end up here? You know, I've often heard people ask Tony in seminars, um, do you believe in God? And Tony, Tony says, well, let me let me say it this way. For me to think that all the magic in this world, magic of genetics, childbirth, just think about all the things that we know in science, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, to think that all of this just happened when two planets collided in space a few million years ago. And all of it fell just perfectly in order. It was, it, thinking of it this way, it would be like an explosion in Webster's Dictionary manufacturing. And all of a sudden, you blow up the alphabet and all the words, letters, every, everything's in alphabetical order are all in place. I mean, there is a, there's a designer to the design. So um, that's, I think spirituality is what it's all about. Yeah. You don't feel like if your reader or your listeners don't feel that they're connected to a spiritual source, that's another one to start thinking about. Yeah. And you know, that's like yeah. no matter what religion you believe in or what you your belief 
system is. There is definitely a higher power out there. You can't deny that. Well, there's no question about it. That is true. And uh, I personally believe all religions ultimately are teaching similar things. And God's the one who put us here. So that's my reality. And people Mm -hmm. may have, I don't want to make anybody wrong about what the reality happens to be. That's what mine is. So this is just amazing stuff. Um, I want to kind of go back now to your progression in the company of fortune management. Tell me more, because I heard a rumor that you were, um, you know, trying to in, evolve into involving medical, the medical field, not just dentistry. Oh, absolutely. Now. So well, actually, tell me about this. Well, as a matter of fact, Dr. Downs is involved in this. He's doing a, a piece of this. Uh, I'm, as I've said, founded the Fortune Management Medical Division. It's just another division of our company. We have hygiene mastery. We have veterinary mastery. Oh. Truth of the matter is, every area of healthcare there needs to be a program or a mastery. Well, there are something like 170,000 dentists in the United States. There are a million physicians. Think about that for a moment. Right? Yeah, I just think and, it's so important because there's such a disconnect. I experience yes. it daily. You know, just you know, working with patients, and, and there really is a huge gap there and lack of communication between the fields. And I think what you're doing is very um, important. Well, medical medical practice per se, physicians per se, I believe they're givers. I believe they're great people. They went to school for, you know, half their life, some of them, just to be able to take care of patients, you know, enhance lives, save lives. So I have total respect for that. And what I would also tell you is they too got no education whatsoever in medical school about how to run a practice. So one of the first things we do with medical practices is help them create a culture, like the culture that you guys created in your in your practice there in Lilburn, Georgia. The culture is very simple. You put it, there's a simple way to put it together. You were there when we did that, I believe. And so that that is important. And, and when medical practices, medical doctors, healthcare providers hear that, they're so excited about it because it's something that was never, it was never, you know, taught to them. Culture. We also enhance the what I call spirit of hospitality in medical practice. Spirit of hospitality says that every person who calls in or comes into the office is treated like a you know one of your personal friends. Right. You know, those glass doors they have on the medical, you know, you gotta slide it back, and, you know, which hazel at the front desk doesn't even smile or look at you supposed to like sign in and you know hand them your name i mean is that the way we i don't i think there's a better way for us to introduce ourselves to the public and unfortunately we've all got horror stories about things that happen in specifically in medical practices and one of my one of the things that really jazzes me and as the doctors are hearing this they're loving it they see what's been missing once you have a spirit of hospitality and a strong culture just vibrates in your practice and the whole team's on the same page and that's all focused on you as the patient and that you're welcomed, you're listened to, heard. All of a sudden, you start saying nice things about that practice around the community. Right. Well, guess what? How many how many medical missionaries, let's call them, need to go out in, from your practice back to their jobs, back to their bridge club, back to the golf course for their foursome, and they start talking a nice way about your practice. So there's this aura around your practice as a physician. And guess what happens then? The new patient, you think the new patient numbers would go up or down? Yeah. People are hearing some really great things. They're, God, that's the kind of that's the kind of way I'd like my family taken care of, right? Right. There's so a the new culture, patients, that, that yeah. culture, there's yeah. an energy about that. that that's exactly just, right. It's just very um, contagious and it's Yes, spread. it is. Yes. yes, it absolutely is. And obviously, more new patients comes more revenue, comes more profit, comes bonus opportunities for staff to help build it. We have to share among our team because our team is the, is the, the, the people who are helping us grow it. Yes, I truly yeah, really believe in what you're doing. Um, I, I think it's very important work that you guys are doing. And I love the idea of coming together with all the um, healthcare professionals we should be working as a team. You know, yes, I'm just surprising yes. that it hasn't been done already. You know, well, <laughs> I commend you for getting honest, this. Our, our company attempted this about 
probably 15 years ago. I wasn't the, the person who was sourcing it at that point in time. And, you know, I guess the, the company or the, the, the efforts that were made were not, didn't match what our expectations were. And uh, so as a result, I just decided, you know, it's going to be right. I'm the one to do this. I'm the one to set it up. It will long outlive me, but I want to make sure that the foundational pieces of this are rock solid. Mm -hmm. And uh, man, is there ever a need? Wow. There's such a huge need. And I, you know, one of my early mentors, Robert Schuler, Garden Grove uh, Community Church in Garden Grove, California, the Crystal Cathedral. One of the things he always said is the secret to success, success is very simple. Find a need and fill it. Mm -hmm. And the need we know of in medicine is enormous. Yes. So that's what we'll do in the medical division. And by the way, if you or other people on your team in Lilburn or any of your listeners have a physician that you think would benefit from that, then, you know, you can contact them. Yes, for sure. And I will definitely drop, you know, the links in the description so people can find, you know, where to learn more about this for sure. Perfect. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to... Um, ask you now like with this i mean this is a pretty um uh innovative idea that you have here do you see like how far do, is your vision go is this like just nationwide or do you see global inter integration happening here like how, how far does model, your vision go yeah good question the medical model uh in different part, different countries around the world it's all over the board right so here's what I would say. At this moment, we will be doing quite well to totally, let's say, fortunize the practice of medicine in North America. And North America is a capitalistic business model. And that's really, I mean, socialism, let's just be honest, socialism has been attempted in this, in this, in this world 43 different times. It's never succeeded. In doing anything except dominating, controlling groups of people. If socialism is the answer, and I hadn't intended to get political about it, but I'm on the topic for 10 seconds. If if socialism is the answer, all of the all of the people moving north to come into this country would be moving south to the socialism. Worth thinking about. Well, in a in a capitalistic business model, what we're teaching practices grow like crazy and they they provide incredible services to the patients and everybody wins it's a win-win philosophy yes yes well i really really believe in what you're doing dr bass and and i just you know you. i love that you know you're a visionary person and you have that capability of thinking big and you know doctors are and anyone in the healthcare professional are I consider really big center of influences. Like you guys have influence over a lot of people because of your expertise and you know what you guys have learned in school and your experiences. So it's so important and that's what we need is more people like you to get together and just really get people to try to be a team and work together. And who's gonna benefit? Everybody, you know, everybody needs everybody. Yeah. And like I'll, you said, the, the I'll, I'll tell you so this great. this world needs and this Thank you. We're all these more people like you, Bev. More people who have found a passion in information, dynamic, positive information that will help people grow. So I really am, am just impressed by what you've done. COVID, you know, everything in life happens for a reason and it serves, right? That's one of my beliefs. And so yes. during COVID, you came up with this and guess what? Here we are. Yes. And I'm sure your audience is growing and growing and growing and, uh, you know, it's, it's just it's just exciting what's going on. And we need more difference makers like you in this world. That's for sure. Thank you so much for that. Um, and, you know, like during that pandemic, I mean, even though it was such a scary and uncertain time, it really it really gave me the moment to stop in life and just kind of think about yes. things. And I'm really grateful for that yes. opportunity to have that time to do that. So I, I, it's been nothing but good ever since, you know, for me. And um, I just wanted to end now um, this interview with, because I, I truly believe, Dr. Bass, that you are uh, a very successful person and you've, you've um, achieved so much in your lifetime. And um, you really are the epitome of living the American dream, you know. So what 
kind of advice can you give to people out there in the audience who are still searching for that purpose, you know, that that something in their life, that fire to get them driven? What what kind of advice would you give to them? What I would say to them is we don't need another pandemic to give them the opportunity. We don't need another, you know, we don't have to have, we don't need people to go through traumatic illnesses or accidents that, that, that make them stop. We all have the ability to stop or go whenever we please. So the first thing I would say is stop. And I, you know, if you're working 60 hours a week, congratulations. A lot of people would probably love to be making money 60 hours a week. Well, find a time to get away, even if it's from, you know, from Atlanta out to, was it Stone Mountain? The mm -hmm. name of the... Yeah. Go out there, sit on top of Stone Mountain and dream. I mean, you probably don't walk on Sundays. So, you know, go to church and then go sit on the top of that mountain with a pad and dream. If anything were possible, what would you do? You know, well, I'd really love to do such and such. And people will end up with some pretty exciting visions. So that's that's one major key. Um, I think, I think, again, for me, pray about it. People need to get in touch with their creator. So if there was something that you really wanted to make sure a seed was planted in me, Lord, tell me what it is, because here I am, I'm ready. Um, I, that would probably be the two things, stop and pray. That's yes. always going to be the answer in my book. Thank you so much, Dr. Bass, for taking the time on a Sunday to talk to my audience here. I really appreciate you so much wisdom and value. And, you know, I personally have just been so grateful and lucky that I have experienced your teachings, you know, in my life. And I just can't wait to see your vision come to pass. I, I can't wait to see it happen. You're well, uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate that, and I, I can I count on watching your bit, your vision, for the work you're doing here, come um, to pass, to be blessed with abundance all over North America to begin with, and perhaps all over the world. You may have international uh, listeners or viewers at this point in time. I'm not sure, but this will grow because the work you're doing is good, it's needed, it's powerful. Thank so you so much. Work, uh, great work. Uh, you are more than welcome. So thank you everybody for visiting us on Dark Horse Matters, the show about people, their passions and their pursuit toward happiness. It is so important to focus on this. And like Dr. Bass said, stop and just take a moment and breathe and really think about what that is, that true fire that is gonna give you purpose in life because that is the gateway to ultimate and true happiness. So thanks again. If you like this episode, hit the subscribe button, like, and really hit the bell so you can be notified every single time I post a new video. Much, so many people out there with stories that can really, really touch all of you out there. So again, thanks, thanks for coming on the show, Dr. Bass, and see you next week. Be passionate.